Hello everyone, this is Jim Kelly. Welcome back to Free Reads. There are a lot of places that a science fiction writer can book imaginative passage to, and it occurs to me that I haven't yet taken full advantage of the travel agent who lives inside my head. I've been spending a bit more time in deep space in the last few years, and I've visited several alien worlds, but I've never stayed for any length of time on the moon. The story which follows is set on the moon and has as its protagonist a young girl with, as they say, issues about her parents. Um, parent. No, the people who are bringing her up. This story has just been published in the June issue of Asimov's science fiction magazine. The June 2009 issue marks my silver anniversary, as my friend Sheila Williams, editor of that magazine, somewhat grandiosely puts it. You see, I have had a story in the June Asimov's now for 25 consecutive years. In honor of the occasion, she asked several of my friends to write appreciations, and she herself wrote a lovely editorial about yours truly. And since the issue also includes my column on the net, it is something of a Kelly extravaganza. Maybe you should think about rushing out to buy a copy? Well, not quite yet. Settle back and close your eyes. Let your mind drift. In a moment, you will find yourself on a lunar colony, and everyone will be warning you about the dangers of going deep. Mariska shivered when she realized that her room had been tapping at the dream feed for several minutes. The earth is up, it murmured in its gentle singing accent. Daddy Al is up, and I am always up. Now Mariska gets up. Mariska groaned, determined not to allow her room in. Recently she had been dreaming her own dreams of Jack and his long fingers and the fuzz on his chin and the way her throat tightened when she brushed up against him. But this was one of her room's feeds, one of the best ones, one she had been having as long as she could remember. In it she was in space, but she wasn't on the moon, and she wasn't wearing her hard suit. There were stars everywhere she turned. Of course she'd seen stars through the visor of her helmet, but these were different. Not a scatter of light, but a swarm, and they were all singing their names, calling to her to come to them. She could just make out the closest ones, Alpha Centauri, Barnards, Wolf, Leland, Leuton, Sirius. The earth is up, Daddy Al is up, and I am always up, her room insisted. Now Mariska gets up. If she didn't wake soon, it would have to sound the gong. Slag it, 
she rolled over, awake and grumpy. Her room had been getting on her last nerve recently. When she had been a little girl, she had roused at its whisper. But in the last few weeks, it had begun nagging her to wake up. She knew it loved her and was only worried about her going deep. But she was breathing regularly, and her heartbeat was probably in the high sixties. It monitored her, so it had to know she was just sleeping. She thought this was about Al. He was getting nervous, so her room was nervous. De Broya Yutro, said Fyodor Bear. Good morning, Mariska. The ancient toy robot stood up on its shelf, wobbled, and then sat down abruptly. It was over a century old, and in Mariska's opinion, needed to be put out of its misery. Good morning, dear Mariska, said her room. Today is Friday, June 15th, 2159. You are expected today in hydroponics and at the Muoy swimming pool. This Sunday is Father's Day. I know, I know. She stuck her foot out from underneath the covers and wiggled her toes in the cool air. Her room began to bring the temperature up from sleeping to waking levels. I could help you find something for Daddy Al, if you'd like. Her room painted bicenter icons on the wall. We haven't shot together in a while. Maybe later. Sometimes she felt guilty that she wasn't spending enough time with her room. But its persona kept treating her like a baby, still calling him Daddy Al, for example. It was embarrassing, and she would get to all her expectations, eventually. What choice did she have? The door slid aside a hand's width, and Al peered through the opening. Rise and shine, Mariska. His smile was a crack on a worried face. Pancakes for breakfast, he said. But only if you get up now. He blew a kiss that she ducked away from. I'm shining already, she grumbled. Your own little star. As she stepped through the cleanser, she wondered what to do about him. She knew exactly what was going on. The Gorshkov had just returned from exploring the Delta Pavonis system, which meant they'd probably be hearing soon from Natalia Volichkova. And Mariska had just turned 13. In another year, she'd be able to vote, sign contracts, get married. This was the way the world worked. Now that she was almost an adult... It was time for Al to go crazy. All her friends' parents had. The symptoms were hard to ignore. Embarrassing questions like where was she going and who was she going with and who else would be there? He said he trusted her, but she knew he'd slap a trace on her if he thought he could get away with it. But what was the point? This was the moon. There were security cams over every safety hatch. How much trouble could she get into? Walk out an airlock without a suit? She wasn't suicidal or dumb. Have sex and get pregnant? She was patched. When she finally jumped a boy, pregnancy wouldn't be an issue. Crash from some toxic feed? She was young. She'd get over it. The fact that she loved Al's strawberry pancakes did nothing to improve her mood at breakfast. 
he was unusually quiet, which meant he was working his courage up for some stupid fathering talk. Something in the news? She brought her gossip feed up on the tabletop to see what was going on. The scrape of his knife on the plate as she scanned headlines made her want to shriek. Why did he have to use her favorite food as a bribe so that he could pester her? You heard about that boy from Penrose High, he said at last. The one in that band you used to like? Uh, no exit, uh, final exit? You're talking about last exit to nowhere? That gossip was so old that it had curled around the edges and blown away. Deltron clean? That's him. He stabbed one last pancake scrap and pushed it into a pool of syrup. They say he was at a party a couple of weeks ago and opened his head to everyone there. I forget how many mind feeds he accepted. So? She couldn't believe he was pushing Deltron clean at her. You knew him? I've met him, sure. You weren't there, were you? He actually squirmed like he had ants crawling up his leg. When it happened. Oh, sure. And when he keeled over, I was the one who gave him CPR. Mariska pinched her nose, closed, and puffed air at him. Saved his life. The Board of Supers is giving me a medal next Thursday. This is serious, Mariska. Taking feeds from people you don't know is dangerous. Unless they're school feeds or news feeds or dream feeds. Those are data feeds, and they're screened. God feeds, then. He sank back against his chair. Y you're not joining a church, are you? No. She laughed and patted his hand. I'm okay, Al. Trust me, I love you, and everything is okay. I know that. He was so flustered he slipped his fork into his pants pocket. I know, he repeated, as if trying to convince himself. Poor Dell is pretty stupid, even for a singer in a shoutcast band, she said. What I heard was he accepted maybe a dozen feeds, but I guess there wasn't room in his head for more than him and a couple of really shallow friends. But he just crashed is all. They'll reboot him. Might even be an improvement. She reached across the table, picked up Al's empty plate, and slid it onto hers. You never did anything like that, did you? She carried them to the kitchen counter and pushed them through the processor door. Except mine feeds from perfect strangers? Not strangers, no. But you were young once, right? I mean... You weren't born a parent. I'm a father, Mariska. He swiped his napkin across his lips and then folded it up absently. You're a minor and still my responsibility. This is just me trying to stay in touch. Extra credit to you, then, she checkmarked the air. But being a father is complicated. Maybe we should work on your technique, the door announced. Jack is here. Gotta go. Mariska grabbed her kit, kissed Al, and spun toward the door in relief. She felt bad for him sometimes. It wasn't his fault he took all that slag in the talking to your teen feed so seriously. 
Of course, the other reason why Al was acting up was because Mariska's genetic mother was about to swoop down on them. The Gorshkov had finally returned after a 15-year mission and was now docked at Sweet Spot Station. Rumor was that humankind had a terrestrial world to colonize that was only three years away from the new Delta Pavonis wormhole. Natalia Volishkova was on the starship's roster as chief medical officer. Bariska didn't hate her mother, exactly. How could she? They had never met. She knew very little about Volichkova and had no interest in finding out more. Ever, never. All she had from her were a couple of fossil toys, Theodore Bear, and that stupid little mermaid aquarium. Collector's items from the 21st century, which was why Mariska had never been allowed to play with them. What she did hate was the idea that decisions this stranger had made a decade and a half ago now ruled her life. She was Volichkova's clone and had been carried to term in a plastic womb and then placed in the care of one Alfred de Ford, a licensed father, under a term adoption contract. Her genetic mother had hired Al the way some people hired secretaries. Three-fifths of Volichkova's salary paid for their comfortable, if unspectacular, lifestyle. Mariska knew that Al had come to love her over the years, but growing up with an intelligent room and a hired father for parents wouldn't have been her choice had she been given one. As if parking her with a hired father wasn't bad enough, Volichkova had cursed Mariska with spacer genes, which was why she had to suffer through all those boring pre-space feeds from the Ed Supers and why everyone was so worried that she might go deep into hibernation before her time, and why she had been matched with her one true love when she had been in diapers. Having Jack as a boyfriend wasn't all that much of a problem. She just wished that it didn't have to be so damn inevitable. She wanted to be the one to decide that a curly black mop was sexier than a blonde crew cut, or that thin lips were more kissable than thick, or that loyal was more attractive than smart. He was 15, already an adult, but still lived with his parents. Even though he was two years older than she was, they were in the same semester in the Spacer program. Jack listened as Mariska whined, first about Volichkova and then about Al's breakfast interrogation, as they skated to the hydroponics lab. He knew when to squeeze her hand, when to emit understanding moans and concerned grunts. This was what he called taking the weight, and she was gratified by his capacity to bear her up when she needed it. They were good together, in the 57th percentile on the Hammergeld scale, according to their Soch super, although she wondered if there might be some other boy for her somewhere. Mariska was resigned to the idea that, unless she was struck by a meteor or kidnapped by aliens, she would drag him into bed one of these days and marry him when she turned 14, and then they would hibernate happily ever after on their way to Lalande, 21185, or Barnard Star, or wherever. But we were there, Ska, Jack said, as the safety hatch to the lab slid aside. Dell asked you to open your head. He bent over to crank the rollers into the soles of his shoes. Which is why we left. 
She pulled a disposable green clingy from the dispenser next to the safety door and shrugged into it. Which is why we were already in Chim Zone when the EMTs went by. Which means we weren't really there. How many times do I have to go over this? She gave him a friendly push toward his bench and headed toward her own, which was on the opposite side of the lab. We'll stop there. Next time, Mariska gets unwelcome news of her mother. Um, that person. See you then. This is Jim Kelly. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll check back here again soon for more of Three Reads. <laughs>